how do be how do I become someone who can or for me and my husband at least like how can I become someone who makes this more known you know what I mean mm. understand what these different families need yeah. you know we were lucky that my mom my mom works with special needs kids and yes. we just happen to end up with great doctors and we happen to end up with great people through um CDS and we have you know like all yeah. these things worked out for us to get him diagnosed so young right. but it's like you know that doesn't happen for everyone hi guys I am your host, Megan Van Diepender, and this is the Empowerhood Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. You know, motherhood is hard, and we are going to talk about all of the hard things that just are not talked about enough. So buckle up and enjoy this episode. Yeah, and I mean, I'm so happy you're here because I just like, there's so much meaning in just like telling your story. And like, I met you, Krista, when you were really just beginning, you know, your motherhood journey. I can't remember how old Jackson was, but you were about to have your second child. Um, And, you know, just where I was at, I had just been married. I didn't have any children. So like now looking back, I feel like I admired you so much, like just like how you did everything with ease, um, with fun and humor. And, but like at the time when I didn't have any kids, you know, I just didn't even think anything of it. So it's just, um, I can't wait to hear about everything. Um, so everyone out there listening today, we have Krista Silva here today and she's going to share her motherhood journey. Um, so start with a little bit about you, Krista. Who is Krista? Um, okay. Um, I am, you know, I, I'm really okay with saying first and foremost, I'm a mom. It's really the biggest job I have. Um, it's certainly what has changed the way I look at the world, the way I interact with people. Um, so I'm like really comfortable with saying I'm a mom. And, you know, I think so many times women, we can be so insecure about things. And so like saying you're really good at something, you know, you're like, oh, well, that's braggy or I don't mean that or whatever. But I love the fact that, like, I can be like, yeah, I'm a good mom. Like, I did that. I, I do that. It's continuing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, love that you can say that so freely. Yeah, like, I, I think that's I, incredible. I, I can say it. I can say it and totally own it and great with it. Now, everything else in my life, not so much, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, you know, I like everyone else, I think we have our things. Um, I am a wife to a very caring, understanding um, man who keeps me on my toes as well. Uh, we've been together for 14 years. I have two boys, um, Jackson, who has severe autism um, and is uh, considered nonverbal. And then I also have my son, Teddy, who um, he has ADHD and um, some other uh, learning disabilities and things like that. So it's been really cool to have, you know, this this crazy life and things like that. But I mean, all your kids do, like moms are always like, they're so different. My kids are so different, you know, yeah, but also yeah. like perfect for each other. So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So so start from the beginning. So Jackson is your first child. Jackson is my first. Okay. Um, and so 
we had Jackson, nothing, nothing crazy, you know, regular natural birth, not because I was a hero, but because it, that's just the way it happened. <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, it was, you know, whatever we were, we were, I was doing all the perfect things that you're supposed to do and following all the steps and being neurotic and crazy, like most of us are. And, um, you know, it was probably about, you know, Jackson just wasn't hitting markers. So like he wasn't sitting up, he wasn't crawling. Um, he wasn't making a ton of eye contact, but Megan, you kind of know me, we're kind of a loud and crazy family. So like when I would come in the room and like do a song or dance or something and stuff, he would like, you know, spot, you know, and, and get on with that. And so I didn't, he's my first. So I'd never been a mother before. Yeah. I did not know that we had anything to worry about. Yeah. And it was actually my mom had come to the house to visit and they hadn't, they live in North Carolina and they have a house here in Maine. And my mom had come to visit. She hadn't been here for like probably two months. She goes, Krista, I don't think you can hear. And, you know, I think she had been holding off saying that. Because, like, what what mom wants to hear, my child's not perfect. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, there's stigma, too, to be like, I don't want to bring that up. You know, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want that. So even, like, my mom, who we talk about everything way too much to each other. <laughs> um, so, you know, my mom was like, you know, I, I can tell that she was nervous about saying that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I she's you know you listen to your mom right so you know, so it's like okay i'll go take him to a specialist a hearing test yeah so and so we go to this hearing test and um the ear nose and throat doctor he was amazing and he's like you know there's a lot of buildup in his ears now and he can't hear so he couldn't hear he could not hear so they did, they did a test. I mean, like when they're first born, you know, they put that ear thing and they're like, oh, that he's not deaf. He can hear. Okay. But the um, ear, nose and throat specialist, he, you know, did another test, like I said, as he was a little older and he said, you know, I think he can't hear because he just has so much buildup in his ear. Mm. He's like, but he won't let me touch him to get in there. Okay. And so like. No kid likes their ear looked at, but like my child, you could not do that. Like that was nail now looking back, you know, like that was like nails on his body. You know, that was not something that could happen. Yes. And so this doctor who was awesome and again was not saying things that I think he already thought, but was like, we're going to go in, we're going to put him under. I'm going to see if he needs tubes. I'm going to clean everything out. We're going to see how it goes. So we do this whole thing. They test him again, you know, three months later, and he's like, Krista, he can hear now. He can hear. Okay. And so he's like, I think you should get him into speech therapy. And so I'm like, great. You know, like, he's behind because he couldn't hear. Now he's going to hear and be able to talk. You know, like, it's going to start happening. It's all going to yeah. start happening. And so we go to speech therapy, and he has a Z-Val. And speech says, I think he needs a PT eval. Okay. And we go, and we do that. And PT says... I think he needs an OT eval. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, and at this point, you know, Jackson's only 
18 months. Okay, I was going to ask you how old he was. Okay, so 18 very, months. Very young at this point. He's only yeah. 18 months. But, again, he's not sitting up. He's still, I mean, he's kind of, at 18 months, he's, he's sitting up. He's not crawling a lot. He's mm-hmm. not walking. He's not mimicking any sounds. Okay. You, like, none. Yeah. yeah. And so, but again, he's my first. Right. I don't know any. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Just like, is my kid's super chill. You know, right. like he just wants to hang out. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm not thinking, you just don't know. I had nothing to go off. I had yeah. nothing to go off. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like those things are now in place. And so then our pediatrician was like, we're going to get child development services involved just to, just to do a, a, an evaluation as well. Okay. So they, that's at that age, they come in the house, they do the evaluation right there, and they say to me, we are saying he has developmental delays, and we want to get him some, we want to set him up with services. Okay. And so at that point, it's not like, it's like he's delayed. Do you know what I mean? No one's saying yes. anything you know, um, this is what it, he's so young, you know what I mean? Like, so no one, this is what's happening. This is what it is. This is whatever. No one's saying any of those things. Yeah. And still, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, like I'm not, I'm not really, there's never like a punch of like, oh no, like something's wrong or whatever at this. And, uh, uh, so then, like, fast forward to we're having all these services. They come in the house. We do PT speech and OT all the time. You know, like, whatever. And yeah. working on the – and he's starting to get some core strength. And he's starting to move around, you know. And he's starting to make eye contact a little bit more with more people, not just me. Um, he still only lets me snuggle him, like, to rock him. Okay. Um, like, not even Greg, my husband. Wow. Like, like, I mean, he would let Greg hold him, obviously, but, like, to, like, lay down and, like, snuggle, like, yeah. no, like, okay. don't hold, put me in, put me in something else to, hmm. you know, put me someplace else. Okay. Um, and so it was, like, he, at two and a half, you go in for, well, at least for Maine, I don't know if they do it, how they do it all over the country, but for Maine, around two and a half, you go in and you have your first real psyche valve. And so the woman who was actually working in our house at the time, who was like our in-home support through child development services, before we went to that meeting, she said to me, I'm pretty sure he has autism. Okay. And I don't want you to go into this meeting and have that be, you know, out of left field. Because yeah. no one's saying that to me. You know, like, Did no you have saying, that in the back of your mind, Krista, or no? You had no idea. You no, know, my mom. My mom was actually a special needs um, uh, teacher's aide. Okay. So, so like, uh, autism and stuff like that has always been something that we and other different developmental delays and things like that have always been kind of something I knew about because, right. like, my mom, my mom would be working at the elementary school and I would like get out of my high school classes and like walk to her school before we drive home, you know, whatever. And I'd see her kids or a few times I worked at the, um, camp, like, like there was like summer camps that my mom did, you know, for, um, 
like, you know, uh, the extended school year is what we, what they call it. Um, and, uh, I always, I always did like, I did that job, you know, like yeah. working at and stuff. So like, again, still, I'm not feeling any like punch and I'm like, am I supposed to? Yeah. Like, am I, but I'm like, and I'm like, is it just cause he's my first and like, I don't like whatever. And so we go to this meeting. It's two and a half hours long. It's terrible. What two year old wants? Anyways, I, I was not too, I don't, I mean, technically have autism, I guess. I think we all have a little touch of something, but, um, I'm like, I wanted to scream and get out of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's such a process and it's so hard and you need to go through it, but it's like, gosh, I wish we could figure out a way to do this better. But, um, anyways, so they take us into this small room, you know, and they're like, um, you know, he has severe autism. And I think it's when they labeled it like that to me yeah. that I was like, here it is. You know what I mean? Like, that's when I'm like, well, the punch. I just don't understand what? how it hasn't come up, but then they're labeling him as severe autism. But no one has said anything about autism to you before. So see, I, looking at it like that, yeah, same. But now, um, you know, uh, I went back to school and I kind of know a little yes. bit more about that. So it's really, it's, it's that psyche valve that is what gives you the diagnosis. Okay. And so once you have that, really no one can say anything other than, you know, he's delayed, you know, we're doing this, okay. we're working on this. Okay. It's, I understand. But no one okay. can really say, and I mean, I think even the woman who worked um, with Jackson first, um, she was amazing and, and I'm not necessarily sure she was even supposed to do that technically. Right. But right. she's, she had been work. She's worked with kids forever yeah. on the spectrum and things like that. And it was like, she didn't want me to go in blindsided. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that yeah. because that would have been harder. Right. Right. So anyways, that happens. Um, and it's like, your world kind of changes from like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. So like, like, how do I, how do be, how do I become someone who can, or for me and my husband, at least, like, how can I become someone who makes this more known? You know what I mean? Mm. Understand what these different families need. Yeah. You know, we were lucky that my mom, my mom works with special needs kids and yes. we just happen to end up with great doctors and we happen to end up with great people through um, CDS and we have, you know, like all yeah. these things worked out for us to get him diagnosed so young, right. but it's like, you know, that doesn't happen for everyone. Right. That's, we're very, we're very fortunate that that happened for him. What is the typical age of diagnosis for autism? You know, the thing about autism being a spectrum is, my goodness, it is such a spectrum. Right. Um, I think it has, you know, it has a lot to do with um, when delays, I think, show up in an individual. Okay. Because different things you may not notice, too. You know, if someone has, uh, you know, something that goes with autism can be, uh, you know, sensory, you know, yeah. um, sensory, a huge thing for people with autism. 
And, you know, maybe that sensory doesn't really show itself to an adult that can help support a child through that until yeah. like seven or eight, you okay. know, and you like, oh, that kid's a picky eater. Well, no, the, the feel of a banana in his mouth is making him physically want to gag. Like yeah. it's not like, so it's, it's, I think it's so, it just ranges. Okay. So, but, um, you know, like I said, Jackson was diagnosed at two and a half. I think that's the youngest they'll put a label on okay. Okay. A ch- with that kind of diagnosis. Right. Right. So what happened from there? Like, did your whole entire life change or like, were you, did you feel more equipped to be able to provide him with what he needed or like what went down? Yeah. So, you know what? I remember coming home and I remember saying to Greg, like I, like I just said, we, we need to do something. Like, I feel like this is something that we need to do something about. And that's actually where, um, we decided to do the fundraiser that we had done for a handful of years. We actually, after, um, COVID, it actually didn't happen. And then we didn't, it didn't come back to fruition, but Greg and I are still really active in, in, um, you know, spreading different, different words to people, but we, um, so this is lighted up blue, right? This is lighted up blue. So I'm, my husband was working, for the York Harbor Inn. Yes. And um, we were actually innkeepers there. Yes. And so that's a cool situation. And Greg went to his, um, you know, the owners of the York Harbor Inn and kind of said what had just happened to us. Yeah. And that we really wanted to raise awareness. We yeah. really thought that it was something important. And we had about a month from the time of, from the first Lighted Up Blue, we had about a month from the time we talked to the owners. <laughs> and for like, yeah, do it until it went off. Okay. And, and that was crazy because, wow. Okay. Well, Plus, yeah, and there's a lot of people. I mean, I remember the first one I went to, it was, it was so it fun. Was it was wild. So um, Greg, my husband Greg is so charismatic he cares about people um he's one of those people that you talk to and he listens and you're like oh you actually care do you know what I mean like so yeah there's people in in that community that just love Greg which is terrible when you want to like be like oh my husband and they're like everybody loves Greg (laughs) (laughs) he is really um, great he is yeah everybody loves Greg so anyways (laughs) um uh you know, he randomly, him and um, at the time, uh, another guy who was working with Greg, his name's Paul. He's, he was the concierge there. Okay. And they, they just randomly started calling up some of the companies. And they were like, yeah. we're going we're gonna to be doing this fundraiser. We'd like some, um, uh, you know, some things we can either raffle off or do yeah. silent off. And we want to do a little bit of both, you know, and we're thinking we're not going to get, you know, this, it's in a month, you know, like right. I'm like a few things. That's amazing. Um, uh, because of the contact from the hotel, Greg knows a DJ and all these people. And then like, you know, the women, one of the women who does cakes all the time, she's like, well, I'm going to do all the, de- I'm going to donate all the desserts and I'm going to make this cake. And like, um, 
you know, like uh, this other company hears about it and he does like animal balloons and he's like, <laughs> I want to come and I want to be, I want to be a part of this and I'll make, an you know, balloon animals for the kids. And, you know, the whole staff is like, we want to donate all our time. We want to work the event, you know, all this stuff. And it yeah. was just like, it was just like crazy. It was so a, like a, amazing. Yeah. A room that we thought was going to be filled with, you know, maybe like, like thinking like super, like super, super over, like maybe a hundred people. Yeah. We were like over 300 and I, and I, Greg kept being like, man, I really hope the fire department doesn't show up. Yeah. Like, I remember being so packed. You couldn't even move I over. I think we're like over the limit here. Yeah. And you know, it just showed like, you know, we both worked in York, Maine together yeah. and that community. It was just amazing how they were like, Oh, these this this couple in our community, they just got this curveball thrown. You know, they know of Greg. You know, yeah. they know of our family because Greg talks about us all the time. You know, whatever. And they're like, "Yeah, we're all gonna go." And it was an awesome time. Yeah, it was it was a blast. Um, we raised ten ten grand that night. Wow, amazing. amazing! And now that money, you sent it to different charities to help yes. kids with autism, or. So every, so every, um, each year that we had, had done the lighted up blue event, um, we would choose different charities. So sometimes it was, um, uh, the Fraser Ford development center up in Sanford, Maine. Okay. Sometimes, uh, also the, um, autism Alliance of Maine. Um, uh, there was a few different, so it was all local. It yes. was all local charities of Maine that yeah. we that we gave to yes um, the third year we did it and so that's how we did it every year so okay. we always it was always like a different charity or a different group um uh the Fraser Ford Development Center they were building a brand new autism wing and so there wow. we like I think the second year like all of whatever we fundraised went to them okay because helping them get that whole wing done and stuff like that. And we yes. wanted to be a part of that. Um, and so uh, the third year though, we had just lost our dog. Yes. So we had a dog. And again, Jackson is just starting to like, his world was always right here. Yeah. And so three years from then, his world's starting to get a little bit more out. Like it's starting, you can see it like gradually open up. Okay. So Greg and I had a dog before we had kids. So, you know, whatever. And, and unfortunately we had to put our dog down. Yeah. And now I'm not thinking, I mean, Jackson's not overly affectionate with this dog. He's not, you know, whatever. This dog is super protective of Jackson, Okay. you know, laid near him all the time, you know, whatever. But, um, I didn't, we didn't really know that there was like, it was going to be upsetting for him to lose his dog. Okay. And so we had to put the dog down. Terrible. Um, and Jackson had just started having foam letters in the bath. Okay. And he had to put things in order. And so that was great that he was putting the alphabet in order, you know, along the line of, yeah. you know, like on the back. Yeah. Yep. I remember those. He needs them all in a line, you know, and he's putting them all in a line. Yep. And so Jackson is not 
talking at this point. Okay. He's not really talking. He's mimicking sounds, not talking. Okay. He can he can spell like crazy. Okay. And we all thought this, but he never like showed it really well because yeah. he doesn't have the OT to be able to write it out and stuff okay. like that. So he takes the foam letters three nights after and writes dog. Oh. And we're like, what? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Is this the first time he's ever spelled? I word. Wow. Writes a word. With foam letters, dog. And so I'm like, okay, losing it. So yeah. I go to school and tell them that. And they're like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're doing picture. It's called picture exchange. It's like a pex board, whatever. And so it's pictures of things to like mm -hmm. create. And so one of the things that they're doing is for him to ask things. It's like can cracker. So it's like, can I have a cracker? But yes. it's just can cracker, can hug, can whatever, whatever. Okay. And it's just pictures. It's not, it's not spelling out words. It's just pictures. Yeah. The second night he comes in and we're in the bath again and he's have, he has them all in a row, but then he takes them apart and he write, he writes can dog. Oh my God. And at this point I'm saying like, like once we put the dog down, like Greg, I'm never doing that again. It's right. Right. I, in love and we have to it's a family member I'm not doing I'm not doing it yeah and um he did that and I was like well fine okay <laughs> the person he ever writes to me my non my non-verbal you I know, know oh my god child like uh so I guess that's happening but I say to Greg like I want to look into a service dog yeah like I, I want to look into and so year three his staff hears that we're doing this and we, we had done like a blurb like that we had shared that family had been donating to, you know, fundraise for Jackson's service dog and whatever. They are like, no, this year we're doing, we're, we're raising the money for the service dog. And I'm like, no, like that made me. So I was like, okay, well if you know, and they were very adamant and I was like, okay, we'll do half. Like we'll do half. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. But like half of that, whatever. And so, you know, a huge chunk of us being able to have um, Jackson's service dog, Poppy, is from one of those fundraisers. And it's wow. like, it was just, it was just outstanding. But also, so like I said, we choose different fundraisers. We also had um, uh, families locally that they could email us and write in and say something they need. So like okay. people... Um, uh, uh, some kids with autism really like like a weighted blanket, things okay. like that. And they're, I mean, they're actually getting less expensive now because apparently all of us like them. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it was more of it was more of a therapy tool, yes. and so they're quite expensive at first. Um, and so you know, like back then, God, I feel so old. Anyways, but um, uh, so you know, we helped a few kids get some weighted blankets. Yeah. Also, random things that maybe everyone else wouldn't really think of. But, like, you know, uh, my son has a regular, like, there's one type of water bottle he will have. Yeah. A lot of, of these different kids, that's the sensory and they need the same and stuff like that. But they like to chew, too. So, like, one person, okay. they just want a bunch of, like, the the tops of their water bottles. They because they chew them. It, yeah, and it becomes, I mean, it does become a ton of money. You know, right. like, people think, like, that's not, but, like, 
you know, if you're buying a five pack of these water bottle tops every two weeks, I mean, that adds up. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It adds, all adds up. Yeah. Oh, um, that was really great. And that was really fun when we got to, cause Greg and I would like take an afternoon and we would deliver those things. And that was That's really amazing. Cool. Um, so yeah, that was, that was really, that was really great. And back to the service dog. So for Jackson, like what changed after he got Poppy? Like, how did it help him? So Poppy is amazing. And I think with service dogs in general, you're kind of like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Yeah. Oh, you know, whatever. Jackson can be very, very aggressive. And okay. as he gets older, it's getting to be more of a situation for us. Yes. And it can be really tough. Um, Poppy, um, she's a white lab. She's a, just a doll. Um, uh, autism therapy dogs are kind of trained the same as like a PTSD dog. They get okay. the same training. So like if you're at my house and you're having a panic attack, my dog is going to sit on you. Okay. Like, hell, like, smell it. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, you're having a panic attack. Dog is on you. Wow. So, first thing. So, like, Poppy tries to give Jackson deep pressure. And sometimes, if it's at the beginning of his, you know, of him being upset, that'll work and will help him. Okay. Also, she'll also just start licking his hands. And it's like she's distracting him. Okay. So, like, he'll skimming something. And she'll just start licking his hands. And it's like, oh, Poppy, like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? You know, like, whatever. Um, and so that's something else that she, she does that's amazing. Um, she also can uh, seek and find because okay. Jack's will elope. So our house is like Fort Knox. And you would think it's because I'm so scared of, like, someone coming in. And I'm like, no, no. I don't want anyone to get out. Okay. <laughs> Like all the clothes on, we have chains on all the door. I mean, it's like crazy. You're okay. like being like, Chris, are you okay? You live in like small town Maine. Like, <laughs> so he like, walks out of the house and just wanders. He has, has left the house before. Okay, so like, she'll find him or stay with him. So you can say you can ha like you know do the command find Jackson and she'll wow. start. How incredible and is that? Yeah, and we the training for that they came in and they like took him they took us into like a Walmart, you know, and like they have me with Poppy and they have Greg and the trainer and Jackson walk through Walmart. And then he's like, you know, then they they call me on the cell phone and they're like, "Okay, you can give her the command now." And she follows his exact like wow. Track thing it was wild oh, I love dogs they're so amazing yeah. so does Poppy yeah. stay with him in school and like at all times or no so that was something that I thought we were going to do was to be like okay this can be a dog for him at school it'll be helpful blah 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 but like um Jackson has always gone to a school because he has such severe autism he's always gone to a school where um you know he's in a class of all other kids with autism mm -hmm. and thing about an autism service dog is that um you can easily break the training okay which i mean unfortunately we have a little bit too <laughs> because <laughs> they, become, they become your your pet yeah. you know like because when she's off duty she's off duty you know right. what i mean like what you know she's so just a regular a dog yeah yeah it's like i'm a dog i'm a dog so anyways it's like you know that can happen very easily so if 
Poppy was to go with Jackson to school, Poppy still needs a trainer. Like, Poppy would still need... So someone would have to be commanding Poppy. Okay. Jackson is not in a place where right. he can be the role of the dog. Okay. Okay. But also, you can't tell a classroom of kids with special needs, like, don't pet the dog, it's working. Right. You know? Right. Like, you... Like, right. Sorry. You know, like, not, not listening to you. Yeah. That's hard. I have a hard time not petting the service yeah. dogs. <laughs> They're yeah. so cute. Yeah. So it's like, it's like that, that whole thing, it, that didn't happen for us, but, um, she's amazing. And like I said, Jackson can get very aggressive. Okay. Um, and she'll uh, calm him down from that. She'll try to, like I said, if she gets it at the beginning, Okay. if you're, if you're at the end, we have to do other things. Okay. There's other things that happen. Um, you know, whatever. And it depends on what's happening. You know, if okay. he's, if he's open stimulated from his iPad, then I have to try and remove the iPad, but that's what he wants too. So it's yeah. like, yeah, dance and you know, a whole bunch of other things. But, um, when he gets aggressive, if he goes at me, I'm very good at learning. Like I learned how to do the different things that the teachers do at school. Cause I'm like, show what you're doing, show me, show me so I can do it. Right. So, you know, I'll ignore the behavior in a safe way and yes. things like that. And yeah. um, and so he knows he's not going to get a rise out of me. So, yeah. like, he knows that I know how oh to, like, say that, like, he's not getting the rise out of me and it's not happening. So now he'll go straight for the dog. So he'll, like, pinch, try and, like, pinch the dog mm. and, like, try to bite the dog once. And I'm like, dude, it's still a dog. Yeah. But that girl... That dog, she doesn't even look at him. Wow. You know, like, if, if you, like, if you were to, like, grab a dog by the scruff or something yeah. or do anything like that, I mean, the head's going to turn. Like, who's got me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Right. If it's a, you know, a, a perfectly never touched anybody dog, it's going to, like, do the whip. You know, right. of, like. Yeah, this, you surprise them. Yeah. yeah. Um, she usually looks at me and is like, are you going to fix this? It's <laughs> like like he needs to be helped like he does he's she's never even looked over at him yeah to be aggressive back wow that I let him do that I obviously save the dog you know yeah. I obviously let him you know pinch the dog or things like that but when it when he gets by me and it happens yeah it's fine yeah. you know wow that's incredible yeah. so your second child so you had a second baby how old was Jackson when you had a, a second child um, so, uh, they are three and a half years apart. Okay. Now, how did um, that go? I mean, you had a second baby. So you had just recently gotten Jackson diagnosed, right? So, yeah, so like, I, I think first of all, I was very, we had just had this happen, whatever. I was very like, I'm good. It's the three of us. I'm okay. good. We're the three musketeers. Cool. Fine. Perfect. Yeah. And my husband's like, no, I think eventually you'll, and I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm really, really good. Mostly I wanted him to get, you know, taken care of so I didn't have to worry about that anymore. Right, so right. The, the big V word for him, <laughs> which is why I'm pretty sure he was like, no, no, let's think about it some more, you know. <laughs> I, like, I, think it's, I think we should think about it. Um, 
So I mostly think he was just scared of that. But anyways, um, you know, I was like, no, no, like it's whatever. And then, you know, I was pregnant. And so it's like, okay, so now you're, now your thinking has to completely change. You know what I mean? Like it changes now. Um, and, uh, I, I think at some point we're going to talk about inclusion and and stuff like that brings up a a good topic about ignorance in different people at this time too, because, um, I can remember going to a event type place with, um, different, um, family and friends of family. Mm -hmm. And we were telling people that we were pregnant. Yeah. And, Um, you know, like probably two months ago, we were just like, Jackson has severe autism. You know what I mean? Right. And they're like, oh no, like what? Like, oh no, you're pregnant. Did you try? Did you know that before his diagnosis before you got pregnant? And I'm like, I have to walk away. Yeah. I have to walk away. Oh my God. Who, who says, who says that? And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow. Do you wow. know what I mean? Like, like, okay. You know, like that, that was probably the first time that I looked at someone that was within, it was not, this person is not a, is not a family, it's not a family member. It's not a close family friend now. Yeah. Uh, uh, an older gender generation type thing, you know, okay. but right. it was like, was the first time that I was like oh this is not celebrated you know because we had this you know this happened we yeah. made the fun- the fundraiser was a huge success right. everyone's you guys are you know like that's so great and, and we're gonna spread this awareness and stuff and it was the first that was the first time that someone said something and I was like wow some people just really yeah. don't know. So you're and, saying and, that your second pregnancy was not celebrated with your family. Like it was. Oh, it was with my family. It was with my family. Okay. It wasn't like, but I'm saying like that we, we were at this place and that was said to me and yeah. it was like instantly like, like who wants to hear? Like, right. What? Right. Like, Everything else had been so positive and so helpful right. and all. Right. Okay. He has autism. Who gives a shit? We're going to. We're going to do... Right, he's your child. You're going to do everything in your power to help him. You know, we're going to... We're going to we're gonna do it all, and we're going to do it together, and Greg and I are... You know, we're going to... We're going to help be as vocal as we can to help yeah. others. I'm thinking it's in a way of, like, oh, we need to help others so that, like, they get the early... The early intervention that was... Yes. So huge for Jackson. Right. You know, they taught him how to how to walk, how to... Yes. How to eat. You know what I mean? How, how, I mean, at one point he stopped, he only drank milk, warm milk from a bottle and like, uh, two different kinds of baby puree and like crushed up crackers. And this was at four and a half, five. Wow. And then he just stopped eating all of that. And so it's like, okay, we're days away from like a feeding tube. Do you know what I mean? His whole school team which I'll never forget and never be able to say thank you enough to, um, at, at Waban, which is now Waypoint. Um, and, uh, 
you know, his whole team. So we had his classroom teacher, his one-on-one aide, his speech therapist, his occupational therapist, and his PT, just because I think she wanted to be, like, another help in the room. Yeah. And she's like, we're literally, for a week, them, like, all of them and Jackson are in this room trying to get him to eat. Wow. And, like, nothing's working, nothing's working. And this child, you can't put a Band-Aid on him. You know, like, he's not going to do a feeding tube. Like, he's he's not. He's not going to do Yes. And so I remember walking into school and his whole team comes out and they're like, he ate a meatball. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, of all the things to, like, choose. Right, right. Be the first thing to eat. But he ate a meatball. And, I mean, they're all, I mean, his whole team is in the in the hallway, like, celebrating. We believe it. <laughs> you know, like, oh my, I mean, my, they taught my child to eat. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, these services are so important. Right. And so it was just so important for us to be like, we need to keep talking about it. We need to keep yeah. talking about schools. We need to keep talking about early intervention. We need to keep talking about all these things because it's That's so amazing. helpful for so many because like, I didn't know. You know what I mean? And right. Like I, well, that's why I wanted you to come on, too, because, I mean, like, this is you're kind of proving my point right here. Like early, like knowing these things and being aware of them yeah. is going to be your oh, best uh, friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and to like be like, get away from the stigma. Who cares? Yes. And yes. even, you know, I think a lot of kids end up needing speech therapy right now. Absolutely. First, that doesn't mean anything if they need some speech therapy, mm-hmm. but get it now before they yes. you know, have to go. You know, it's just. So that was something that we were like, we, that's what we wanted to push. And we had this like amazing wave of like, just love and acceptance and things like that. And then that was like my first like stop sign. Right. Like I need to step away. Yeah. I need need to understand even my, you know, like I need to understand this myself even more, you know, like get that. Now what happened after that? So, I mean, you were only a couple months pregnant, right? So after yeah. that, like what, so you went through your pregnancy, you had Teddy, what went but, on from there? Um, I, I, again, it was just a normal pregnancy, normal birth, everything like that, whatever. We're still doing all the therapies with, with Jackson and, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, Teddy, I actually, I actually stayed home for almost a year right. because, we had Jackson and Teddy's an infant. So I was like, yes. I got to home. Um, I was doing hair, you know, as yes. you know, yeah. um, with you. And so we were like, it, it, that's what I had to put all, I put all that on hold and became, you know, mom. Yeah. And so Teddy, I, I feel so like Teddy becomes like, I mean, he's just, how do you explain Teddy? But anyways, He's, he's just his own little firecracker. So um, Teddy has, like I said, ADHD. Um, He's a whole different, whole different. So the whole newborn stage, infant stage was completely different for you than with Jackson. So Teddy is off the wall. Teddy has no fear. Teddy is moving around. Teddy is doing all these things. But I'm still the mom of a nonverbal son. Yes. And I, and that's all I knew. And so now I have this new beautiful baby and we're doing all things and whatever. And then he comes up to me one day 
and he's like he has his he has his milk like in his hands and he goes and i'm like did you just sign more wait because this was teddy or jackson teddy. this is teddy okay so teddy, who i'm not teaching sign yet because why i'm like you can't know that right <laughs> or you can't talk yet right you know where i'm like oh I'm neglecting you. So, okay, that's one place where I felt like I wasn't the best mom, maybe, because I'm like, wait a minute. I have to totally change how I'm doing everything now. You right. know, like, like, oh, I can teach you things. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> now. Well, I think that was one of my questions. I'm like, how do you balance two children when their needs are so completely different? Oh, I think every mother of any child ever, you do what you have to to survive. Okay. So like, like you, like you know, like that's what being a mom is. I think you know. I like, mean, yeah, I, for sure. But obviously, so, Jackson's so, needs are very Jackson's different. Are completely different, and and that's that is so true. And for me, it was Teddy coming up to me and signing that he saw me sign to Jackson, yes. and that's how he learned it. You yes. know, like how he, he Just learned little that. sponges. You yes, like, and so I'm like, oh. Okay, like, now let's go. Okay, like I, I gotta relearn how I'm how I'm a mom again. Yeah, and um, you know, for Teddy, he has ODD, but it, I, I think I think sometimes that diagnosis, they, I don't want to say grow out of it because I hate that term too, but um, he can cope with it better. But for ODD, okay. that's really like, Teddy, don't touch that. It's hot, and it's like his little body's like. I need to touch it. Okay. Now. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. just told me, no, and I really want to listen to you, but like my body can't. Like okay. my body can't listen to you. Okay. So we had to learn how to talk different. So it oh. wasn't like, it wasn't like, Teddy, no, don't do that. It was like, Teddy, we're going to go to the swings. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, Because he couldn't or, stop himself. Right. If I had said no, no way. We're going to go to the swings. Awesome. That's yeah. where we're going to. Yeah. Or even like, um, you know, as he got older, it was more so worded like, do you think that's safe? Yeah, it's not safe. Okay, let's go this way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was, it had to be worded yes. differently. Yes. Um, you know, and, and so that was different too. So I have this child who has no fear and is yeah. just like going to go a million miles an hour. And wants to and is social and whatever. And then I have Jack who's like, uh, no thanks. You know, like, I'm not interested. In right. Um, and so it's like, it, yeah, that was, that was a balancing act. But, I mean, we need, our family needed Teddy. Our family right. needed, our family needed Teddy. He, he, I tell him all the time we needed him. Like, we needed oh. him. Yeah. And, um. Teddy and Jackson at one point were both at Waban. Okay. So they were, both, they were both going to school together because Teddy was also in a one-on-one -on -one classroom and things like that. Okay. And um, they were in different, obviously different classrooms, you know, yeah. and stuff, ages and, and diagnosis and stuff yep. like that. Levels of ability and stuff. Um, but Teddy would see his brother on the playground. Yeah. And make him play because wow. Teddy, doesn't hear oh, right. you don't tell me no that we don't play <laughs> I mean like that doesn't happen and so you know the teachers are like yeah it's awesome Teddy's like 
making Jackson like run around with the kids where Jackson at recess would like play with chalk, you know, by yeah. himself. Yeah. Or just like kind of walk around by and himself. And he would do it. He would, Who would do it? Jackson would play with the other kids. Oh, when Teddy made him do yeah, it. Yeah, he would do it. Like He would do it. I mean, not forever. Like he would like do it for like a second and be like, that was great. Bye. You know, like whatever. But that's a start like, though, right? Amazing. But it's what opened up Jackson being social. And like, okay. we have okay. dance party at the house, you know, like, and we all take turns on, you know, saying what song we want. She who must not be named, because if I say her name out loud, she'll start doing things. Yes. Because A on my counter. <laughs> um, uh, we all take turns and Jackson takes his turn, you yeah. know, to like do his and we all dance and what you know it's like it's amazing but teddy pulled that out of him i was gonna say so teddy pulled jackson out of his shell oh totally totally yeah that's amazing i love hearing that and like you said it's like i mean you never not want to have your child but it's like teddy we needed you i love that you say that to him like so needed him we so 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 needed him incredible That's awesome. So I want to ask you about inclusion before we run out of time. So I know you mentioned to me inclusion and like, you know, having it come from a pure perspective. Like, tell me about that. What did that feel like for you? So, so like, there's two different environments that I think inclusion is brought up, right? So, like, first, as a mom of a a son with very, very high needs, Mm -hmm. If I'm in a school environment and they start talking about inclusion, it's like I want to break out in hives. Do you know what I mean? Like I, my son is like that's not a good environment. You're going to make him have high. You like you're that's not for him. Okay. Inclusion is that type of classroom base for my son, and it's not for everyone, but just Mm -hmm. for for me and his high high needs. Yeah. Say inclusion, and I I want to break out in hives. Like that's not wants he wants a classroom with two other kids and that's how he can try and learn some things and like maybe out on the playground he'll have like like I said those other connections but like if you're trying to work on you know things that he really needs to work on with behavior and stuff like that and and being able to have a voice and to communicate so that he's having lower behaviors and things like that like inclusion I don't like it can't yes on the flip side Teddy right he you know it was all about inclusion for him and now he's in third grade and he goes to the resource room for 30 minutes a day okay do you know what I mean yes inclusion was exactly what he needed right Right. so so you can be a mom and look at that totally different I did for both my kids right you know both my kids inclusion when we're talking about the school environment totally different Right. Now, when it comes to in the community. Yes. Um, when inclusion is real and pure and comes from a real place yes. of like, I want to include you and I want it to be a way that is comfortable and best for Jackson. Yes. That's like, it's like, it's like a unicorn. It's like you'd know you'd yeah. barely you barely see that. Right. And it's hard because that inclusion doesn't happen 
in the places you think it's supposed to happen. Okay. Um, Greg and I actually, we, ha we ha are very strong with our faith. Um, yes. Loved going to church and things like that. Jackson could not do the church that Jackson could not do church. Yes. He couldn't go to the children's church room. Like he, his behaviors became too high and stuff like that. And then we stopped going. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, we, we always still, you know, had a relationship with God. We pray, you know, my kids pray every night. Yeah. Uh, Jack says the prayer cause he has to say, it the same, you know, we say it the same way every time we go to bed, you know, yes. like, um, but then when COVID happened, it was like, oh, I get church from home. Perfect. Yes. You know there what I mean? Go. Like I can be relaxed. I'm at home, whatever. Right. And then Teddy, who becomes like a Bible theologist at night, <laughs> you know, was like asking me these questions and I'm like, you're above my, like, like, you know, if God made the world, where was he before then? I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> like you're way above my pay grade. I don't know. And so it was like, oh, I think Teddy would really like going to children's church because he loves Bible stories. And yeah, like I said, he gets all the questions and I'm like, I don't know. You know, like whatever, yeah. you know? so we had found this church that we go to in Sanford now, which is amazing. And so what Greg and I were doing is one of us would go to church with Teddy. One of us would stay home with okay. Jackson, watch on the TV, okay. you know, every week yeah. who would live and who would watch online yeah we were only there for probably three weeks and like doing that three different times that the woman who ran the children's church you know that teddy was going to and stuff was like you know if you don't mind me asking you know why are, why do you guys do that and i was like well we have a son who is very you know he's very severe autism he would not want to part in children's church yeah um, you know we've had some bad experiences in the past of it feeling like it's not an environment that they wanted us or, you know like we just had a bad experience and so it's just like you know we're good with this setup now and we're happy that we get to go at least every other week and she was like well what would Jackson need and I was like well he would need you know a trained one-on-one -on -one aid right and would need his own space where it's like a living room style for him to chill for an hour. Right. Like quiet, not yeah. so loud. Yeah. Well, no, he bring, he's loud. So he brings his own stuff, but he wants to make his own noise. And, um, you know, she was like, give me, give me, give me a few days. And I was wow. like, okay. You know, the next week she was like, we have someone We'd love for you guys to try it out. Bring Jackson in and see how it goes. Okay. So we bring Jackson. I'm like, J and Jackson's so mad. You know, like, I do not go out on, like, I do not go out on Sundays. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, he's so mad. But we're like, no, we're going to try it. Like, because I do have to chain, you know, we do have to try things. Because yeah. Jackson's today than he was four days ago. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Jackson notices more and more and more and more every day. Yeah. And understands what is being said around him that I think other people don't realize that or take yeah. that into it. And that is, you know, is also heartbreaking, you know, to a point to be like, he knows, yeah. you know, he, he knows what's going on. He knows the people around him. He knows all these things. He knows what's going on. And so anyways, we get to church 
And it ends up who they have there is someone who worked with Jackson back when he was at Waban. Oh, wow. So they have, they're like, you know, she's going to be with us. She wants to come whenever you guys need her. They have this like whole like room, like living room area, whatever. And they're like, you know, here, have it all. There's a TV. And they're like, oh, do you want us to get like, you know, does it have to be a smart TV? Does it, you know, because Jackson knows all the things. And I'm like, wait, like, let's just see if you can like get through it before you start like renovating this room for him. Right. You know I mean? like, <laughs> like, and so Greg and I are in, in church and, you know, Greg, I'm like a mental case anyways, because I'm like, he could be biting her, or punching her, and I don't know what's happening and yeah. we're at church. And, you know, like whatever. And so yeah. like I getting out to look and like he's totally he's he's got his shoes off and he's laying on the couch in this place with his iPad, just like eating cheese puffs, you know, like <laughs> just, like just like straight chilling. Like I've been I got it. You know, like great. Yeah. And I remember going back in, like into church, you know, because I kept peeking out and I remember going back into church and just being like that is what it means to say I am an inclusive environment and however we can make this for you to feel comfortable, yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's, it's not always that way. And it's not always that way with, with environments that you think it should be that way. Yeah. So that's really hard. That's really hard. Yeah. But that's incredible that they did that for you. Like, you must yep. feel so good when that happens, right? When people take that into consideration and go the extra mile for you guys. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the difference between a person who just says they're, they're you know, inclusive and open and, like, Right, and then they don't do anything. And, you know, wants to help and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, okay, you know what? Okay. Right. But then they don't set it up for Jackson. They're not thinking of him as an individual. Right. 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 Wow. So, so are you still going to church there? Yeah. Oh, yep. that's amazing. And Jackson will go every week. Yeah. I mean, he still is like, ugh. You know, like, when you walk <laughs> out the door, they're like, nah. You know, like, he'll get like, you know, he'll see us start like packing his, you know, snacks and stuff. And he's yeah. like, this again. <laughs> you know, but like, get him in there. You know, he's up. He's yeah. happy. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I'm so glad you guys are able to go back to church and, you know, do what you love. And it's yeah. also helping Jackson, too. That's it's that's incredible. It's been great um, for, for me and my mental health, too, because I never had, like, Greg and I were not having time together. So, like, yeah. church, now a time where him and I have time together. Right. Every week. Like adult I, time. Yeah. Like, I, I know that that is at least an hour that Teddy is not asking for a snack and Jackson is not yes. uh, telling us to download some new app or what, you know, like I know I have that time yeah. that like it can be us, you know, yeah. and for me to even have that time where it's like, okay, they're safe. I'm not at work. I'm right. not, you know, it's just whatever. And so it's, it's been great. It's been great. That's amazing. No, and it's so 
important to find those things. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like church is extra special because you're like, you know, getting a special message, you know, just for you. You're spending time with your husband. You guys are doing it together and your kids are safe and learning as well. I I think that's like a win-win for the whole entire family. Yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been so great for me for us to be back at, at church and stuff like that. So yeah. That's awesome. Now, I know you went back to school and you became a psychologist, right? Well, I'm not a psychologist, but I went to school for psychology. For psychology. Okay. Okay. So so um, tell me a little bit about that. And like, I mean, where do you see yourself five to 10 years from now? Like, what do you have planned? So um, I was a case manager and doing social work for adults with um, autism and other intellectual disabilities. Um, Okay. Loved that job. I worked with an amazing staff, amazing people. Um, But my heart is really in early intervention. You know, my heart is in younger kids. So next week I'll be starting um, at Child Development Services. So I'll be a IAP case manager for Child Development Services. Amazing. Next week you start? Next week I start. Oh my God. Yeah. I can totally see you doing that. That's definitely where your heart is at. Oh, that's so exciting. Like I said, I loved the job that I was just in, but that's where I've gone with that. And, you know, I keep playing around, you know, I thought I would go back and get my master's in, um, uh, uh, clinical mental health therapy. Okay. And that may be still what I do, but with this, it's kind of changed my outlook a little bit. And so, you know, maybe I would still keep pursuing and going deeper into into early intervention things and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure yet, but still definitely in this field. So amazing. And how old are your boys now? Jackson is uh, going to be 13. Oh, my God. We are so, so old. That's so, so old. I hate it. It's crazy. <laughs> so, yes, Jackson will be 13 in December. Um, Teddy is nine. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and they're so thriving. They're happy. Yes. Yes. It's getting weird in here. So <laughs> and weird, just weird. So, oh God, you're hilarious. Yeah. Well, Krista, thank you so much for coming on and talking about all of this. I mean, if you can give any advice to moms out there that might be, um, you know, questioning things when their baby is young or, you know, what would you say to them? Like, what's the most thing, like most important thing you can do? I would say the number one thing I would tell a mom in general is if you have any doubts about anything, say them. Say them to as many people until someone listens to you because you're that child's advocate at that age. Yeah. You're, you're their advocate. And to not be scared about a diagnosis of any kind okay. of that nature. I can't tell. I mean, just to not, to not be nervous about a developmental delay, you know, label. Okay. Because, because the label is what gets them the services they need. Yes. Yes. You know, like that's what that's what paves the way to be like, okay, we need to make sure they they have all of these things and being afraid of that terminology or anything like that. You know, it can hinder how fast you get those services. And okay. And yeah. and I think for any mom is to like give yourself a break. Do you know what I mean? Like give yeah. give yourself give yourself grace for sure. Yeah. Because like 
that I think we're all doing our best that we can to survive. Absolutely. And keep her yeah. happy and, and safe and go from there. So. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. That is some really good advice. Um, and I can't wait to share that. So thank you again for spending this hour with me. I really appreciate it. That was awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, it was so nice to see your face. Hopefully I'll see you again yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. You too. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Krista. Thank you again. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Empowerhood is brought to you by Flourish Everyday Coaching. Check them out in the link below. And again, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. If you could take 60 seconds of your time and leave us an Apple review, this helps share the news about this podcast and help women all over the world. If you want to see the video version of this podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Thank you so much. And we'll see you at the next episode.